welcome to the You Got This podcast. My name is Yasmin and I'm here to help you get through some of those tough life situations that we might not always be fully prepared for. Today to help me with talking about the topic of bereavement, I've got my really good friend Vanita with me. Do you want to say hello? Hi. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Thanks for joining me today. Um, I've known Vanita for like two, three years now, literally. Yeah, two years, um, two years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and Vanita's like, she's like my dog. I love Vanita. Um, she's got her own little business and I'm very proud of her. And I want to make sure that during this podcast, Vanita, you're going to hype yourself up. So make sure you do that, please. Oh, you're such a little babe. I just want to say... <laughs> Thank you for having me and it's a pleasure to actually be here and have this conversation because I know how sensitive this topic is uh, for both of us. Oh lovely, thank you (laughs) so much. So um, just to kind of give a little bit of a background, I know that both of us have sadly experienced bereavement in our life. Mm -hmm. Um, Yours is probably a lot more recent than than my than my like major experiences Mm -hmm. so even though it's not like in the past was it last year or it it was the year before wasn't it no, it was last year, actually. So very Was it last year? Just before this pandemic started. Um, so it was... Oh, yeah, it was, yeah. To be precise, March 16th. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. So, yeah, we're literally, like, what, just over two weeks away from that date again. So it's crazy. Oh, no, that is crazy. So because the anniversary is coming up, like, how are you feeling about that? Because obviously I know that it was, it was an immediate member of your family. So yeah. how are you feeling about the anniversary coming up? Sure, I'll go through that in a second. I'll just uh, explain to everybody who it was instead yeah. of us just talking about my nan in third person. <laughs> okay, um, no, that's fine. Yeah, so it was my nan, so it was my mom's mom, and she lived with us um, all our lives. So I'm um, the youngest of four. Um, so she really helped in the household bring us all up. So whilst mom was going out working, my nan was basically doing my mom's role where she looked after us, fed us, bathed us every single day, picked us up from school and all that usual stuff. Um, That's the part that my nan played in our lives. And like I said, she lived with all of us at home at my parents' house um, for as long as I can remember. So it was very, very immediate, very... um, a very big thing because yeah. people talk about their grandparents and they say you know it's lovely you go to see grandparents you stay with them for a couple of days and you go home mm. but for me it was massive because my nan lived with us yeah so it didn't yeah. feel like I was going away to see her and she didn't feel like my nan she actually yeah. felt like my mom um, yeah like a second mom absolutely and yeah. I think that's the biggest thing when I'm explaining it to people and um, that they may not understand initially and I have to actually go into detail about what her role was and why it was so important and why it felt like losing an actual parent and not a grandparent yeah yeah I understand understand it's so tough because I've as you know I had this exact same experience but obviously it was it was a significantly longer time away um and it's I agree with what you're saying about having to like explain it to people do you find that it's not difficult but do you find that it's a bit like oh I wish you would just understand like the first time because you don't really want to necessarily have to kind of justify why Mm -hmm. you're feeling so bad about obviously this this horrible passing do you feel that way a hundred percent initially when my nan passed away um all my close friends and family members and extended family members would ring through come through and just you know pass their condolences and all that stuff um and they and you know for them I think they didn't understand and they would never understand and they were people that we knew on a daily basis people that my nan knew but even for them I don't think they ever understood the importance of it. Like people will sit there and say to you, you know, oh my God, I bet it was really difficult for you. Um, She lived with you, blah, blah. And you think, you know what, you're being genuine. I understand that. And yeah, 100%, it was very difficult. But deep down, I don't think people ever really understand until they go through it themselves, which is obviously not something you want to wish even on your enemy because it's really difficult to deal with. Um, But I I definitely really agree with that, that people don't understand and even till today like 
a year on and I'm meeting new people, new friends, and even in the pandemic, talking to new people, like starting a new job, etc. Um, and even explaining it to them, it's so difficult because I don't think I'll ever be able to explain to them how much she meant. And there was actually a really, really big point in my life where I felt like I want people to know who she was and how important she meant. And this was very early on when she passed. Yeah, yeah. And I would talk about her to everybody and I'd break down to anyone that I was talking to about her because I was like, you know, she was a massive part of my life. And Mm. I felt like if people didn't understand how big she was in my life and in our life, in my immediate family's life, Mm. she'll just be pushed to the side and no one will remember her and her importance and I was so and that was so stuck in my brain that I wanted to get it out that people understood and people knew it and could feel it and that was the biggest thing I wanted them to feel how I was feeling but you can't and after a bit of time um, and I remember one of my really close friends said to me she was like that was part she was a part of your life and she was so significant in that part of your life um but that doesn't necessarily mean that you need every single person you meet going forward to understand that that can always be a part of your life that's special to you, that only you and your siblings, like I'm very close with my sister, <clears throat> something me and my sister will bond over mm. and we'll always talk about and she'll always be significant to the people that she was close with. But it doesn't necessarily necessarily mean that it will she'll be important to anybody else I meet and they'll never understand it and I just need to come to terms with that and when she said that to me it kind of clicked and I was like that's so true people will never understand how important she was in our life and the role that she played I can I can sit here and shout and scream my lungs out about how important she was how strong she was what she went through in her life and and everything like that but they still won't understand it because they never experienced it. They never yeah. felt her warmth and how she was. Exactly. So it's like, you know, I, it literally, the penny dropped at that point when my mate said that to me. And I was like, you know, that's so true. No one will ever understand it. So then I just stopped explaining it to people. And like I say now, I meet people and I talk to them about if I do and that conversation comes up, I will t- I'll tell them about her. But yeah. I know that they do- I don't need them to understand how big she was in my life. Yeah, because at the end of the day, that was your experience. That's that's who your nan was to you. So she wouldn't yeah. she wouldn't have been able to provide that kind of love and affection and and bring up anybody else like she brought up Vanita. Do you know what I mean? So I definitely 100%. I definitely understand that. And I, but I also understand why you would have wanted other people to know mm-hmm. because obviously like I can't explain it any other way because we we are literally in the exact we have literally been sorry in the exact same situation mm-hmm. she was your second mum like yeah it was definitely like your second mum and to have such an important person like you said already just gone just like that it's 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 traumatic Massively. like definitely do you know Massively. what I mean and and everybody deals with it differently like everybody deals with it differently so like you saying you know, you wanted everybody to know who she was, how important she was to you. That's like you kind of like, um, I would say, carrying on her legacy in, in a way. Yeah, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But me, when when my nan passed away, so just for the listeners, it was the exact same situation. So I lived with my nan, my mom, and we had like a massive um, house where the whole family lived in. Which I'm, it's it's the same with you, really, isn't yeah. it? Like it's so so similar. Yeah, definitely. Um, and it was really unexpected. She passed away, um, and I was very much like because I think because our family is quite small. So I know that mm-hmm. obviously we've spoken to my mum before. I've got like two uncles. Mom. I know you do. <laughs> um, I've got two uncles on on my nan's side, but we've got other uncles on um, from a previous marriage as well on mm-hmm. my nan's side. Um, but I, obviously I'm, I'm closer to those two uncles. So it's like me, my mum and my two uncles. We're kind of like a unit. And I kind of just felt like I... I had to look after them. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Even though I was only I was only like 13 when mm-hmm. that happened. Mm-hmm. But I think because we were such a unit, like such a close unit, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? Obviously me being an only child. Of course. Obviously I'm with my mom. Um 
I just felt like, okay, I am like heartbroken, but I just have to look after these guys. Because like when you're a baby and like you see like all your family, like, they look like giants to you, do <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Like they're yeah. actually like giants. And then, <laughs> but then when that happened and I saw like how, how upset they were and it's upset's the wrong word because that's like how it affects them I think yeah because it affects them differently yeah it's like it broke them I just kind of felt like I need to kind of put my feelings on pause and look after these guys Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um but it also came out like another way but again I kind of think that that's because I was so young Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. Because everybody had moved out, like we lived in a massive house. Yeah. It was like five, it was like there was 11 rooms in the house. Like there was, it was huge. Oh, and wow. like, yeah, it was like me, my mom, my nan, my uncles, my two uncles. We all used to live in there, but my uncles had moved out. So it was just me, my mom, and my nan in the end. But then when she passed, it was just me and my mom in this massive house. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think I kind of went like a bit like, loopy yeah it definitely affects you and yeah. just going back to that and that first point that you made about you feeling like you need to protect them I went through that exactly with my mom because really you know you say you're the you're an only child my mom yeah. was exactly the same with my nan Aww. um so she didn't have any siblings she's got cousins but no yeah, actual siblings yeah. so when my nan passed straight away I got into that protection mode and yeah, I was yeah. like you know I need to make sure she's okay she's yeah. dealing with it okay because just imagine she lived with her mom for her whole, whole life, life. Yeah, like my cool. nan was with us and she was with us all what half of my life but she was with my mom her whole life like from when she was a child to when she passed and my mom's now what 60 nearly and she's you know having your mom live with you daily until you're 60 years old is a different level of comfort Mm. and being the only child no other siblings to share that with honestly felt like she was broken differently and I felt like I needed to protect her so even after like my nan's funeral I spent every single day with my mom I take her for walks I'd eat dinner with her I'd do everything with her so she didn't feel like she was alone oh you're such a good daughter it's crazy so good (laughs) yeah but I definitely I definitely understand that you know I think with my mom she's lucky that She's lucky that she's got, you know, my my two uncles. Mm -hmm. But I was, it wasn't even just the fact that I didn't have my nan anymore. It's just the fact I was so upset for them. Like even at such a young age, I was so upset for them because Mm -hmm. I'd never, obviously 13, I'd never seen them like this before. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. it was so horrible seeing them all like that. And, and it, it takes like nobody really talks about this I don't think but well nobody's ever said it to me but it takes a part from you so like there's like it takes they take a part of you with them do you know what I mean absolutely and I've never really been not not the same but even at my big age, like I'm big old 32 (laughs) and I still think about my nan every single day do you know what I mean and she was there for a third of my yeah, life do you know it's what I mean? because you were very 13 quite young yeah and yeah yeah it's amazing that you still feel the effects and you can remember so much and in so much detail yeah it's crazy yeah. yeah I feel really lucky that I I remember her mm-hmm, do you know mm-hmm. what I mean because like with my cousins they were, I'm like the oldest one like from my uncles yeah. and they don't really remember her and I'm like that's so sad because she was so she was so beautiful do you know what I mean like yeah, everything you, about it was like just love it was just yeah. lovely and I'm sure that obviously you feel the same way like she was just beautiful wasn't she 100% I say it to my sister and now like her kids her youngest one is seven Hmm. and we're always thinking like do you think they'd rem- they'll remember her like when they grow up and she loved my sister's kids and they were, were her great grandkids she yeah. adored kids in general she was always yeah. so loving and um, my sister's middle one but all of them were very close with my nan I feel like she was just one person that kids used to love and find yeah. comfort in um 
and they were all very close to her. They used to love going to her every single time. But I was like, it's mad because if anyone's going to remember it, it's probably my sister's eldest. Um, yeah. But even that, just probably slightly, she probably won't remember her, like, and, and the feeling of her. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because obviously it's not it's not as an intense, maybe, I don't know, because obviously I can't speak for your family, but it sounds like it wouldn't be as an intense relationship as like what you would have had. Yeah, that even and if also because you she's so young, yeah, because yeah, she's so yeah. young and you develop and you grow up and you change as a person yeah, um, at like six years old. So yeah, mm. that's nothing, but yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's good that you can remember your nan and you yeah, remember yeah. the feelings and everything. That's such a, it literally feels like a pleasure. Yeah, it really, really is. It really is. But like there are kind of kind of negatives to bereavement as well. Absolutely. So I've obviously I've told you this already. Um, but for the listeners, like when that happened, um, that was when I was thirteen. The next year my dad passed away, but that was obviously like he was only young himself. I think he was like the same. No, he was just, I think he was like a couple of years older than I am now. And that was sudden, do you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Um, And that one, like I have two like very distinctive feelings about both, Mm -hmm. about both situations because um, I don't really mind chatting my business on here. (laughs) (laughs) But I wasn't, obviously I was not close with my dad at all. And he did cause quite a lot of problems for me and my mom. Mm -hmm. Um, And that that one like with my nan like I think it's because I know in my head I loved her mm-hmm. and she was lovely like yeah. there's nothing I ain't got anything to question about that Absolutely. but with my dad that has been the hardest thing to come to terms with and to navigate through mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. because one he wasn't there and because there was like so many negative experiences with him yeah um I think when so to kind of elaborate on what happened I went to where do we go we went to Cyprus and my uncle he called my mom and he was like turn your phone off um and if anybody calls you just don't answer it and me like a like a dickhead because we can (laughs) swear on here um I was like somebody stole the tv I was like somebody stole the tv oh my god oh my gosh <laughs> that, i don't know why that was all i was thinking oh my god the tv's gone how am i gonna watch nickelodeon exactly Disney channel on my cable tv so yeah i was i was stressed out that was like cable tv bbc one bbc yeah <laughs> um but then yeah when we got to the airport he was like no your dad's dead i was like oh okay so the tv is fine then so just to so sorry everybody I do make a lot of jokes about this but that's just me being able to cope with that so absolutely um, not what we were saying earlier and until you actually can cope with your feelings and you really understand what happened you won't be able to laugh about it or you know just talk about it so comfortably yeah exactly exactly but I've I think very only very recently I've been able to talk about this comfortably without getting mm-hmm. upset mm-hmm. so when I say recently I mean like in the past two days two days two years mm-hmm. do you know what I mean yeah because I've had such a range of different emotions when it comes to my dad's passing mm-hmm. so at first I was like I do not have a dad I think I think I was like I need to be upset about this and obviously I was Mm -hmm. you know and you know the way that he passed it wasn't it wasn't nice he passed in a car crash which is is not nice um so I was only what 15 14 15 yeah when that happened so I was still very very young and still getting getting to grips with the fact that my nan's just passed Mm -hmm. So there was that. But then when I got older, it was like I I was, I don't know. It's so weird because it's Mm -hmm. like in my head, I was like, I need to be upset about this. But it's like my actual feelings was like, I'm not upset about this. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and then 
and the last kind of period I've just been angry about it like I've just been angry with him do you know what I mean because what is it he, that you've been angry what, with him as the person he was or the fact that he passed? Both, I'd say. Like, because it's just a waste. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? I'm angry at the fact that he passed because it's a waste. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, so many people have told me so many stories about my dad and he sounded like he had so much potential because he was, he was an actor. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember one time I saw, I think I was like, four or five or something and I saw him on channel four <laughs> and he got shot and I was like oh my god my father <laughs> just died on tv my father just <laughs> died on channel four <laughs> I was hysterical <laughs> and, and I know my mom was sitting there like girl if you don't pick yourself up <laughs> you know <laughs> It's not real. I can actually imagine your mom saying that. No, she was so nice. I remember. I I don't know why I remember this, but she was so. She's like, it's not real. It's fine. But I bet she was thinking, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, we gotta love. We gotta love the mom. We gotta love the mom. Gotta love your mom. You know what? You should have put her into the call today, and it would have been a great time. Do you know what she's the conversation gonna... would have gone somewhere else because it yeah, it definitely is. would have. It definitely she's. <laughs> you know what? I make her sound like she just doesn't give a, a hoot about anything, but she really does. She's, she's so she's so lovely. She's so Your lovely. Mom's lovely. Um, but then I think yeah. So I was angry at the fact that he was pa- he he passed, but I was also angry with him because um, the last time I saw him, um, that there was a lot of things going on. Mm-hmm. in 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 our kind of relationship and I was getting to the point where I was getting a voice so he was very um he was very argumentative with my my mom mm-hmm. and obviously as a child I'm like shook like I'm proper shook when all that's happening yeah but then when I'm getting older I'm like nah <laughs> no we ain't yeah. doing this today yeah. not on my time oh so my I'd shout God. back at him like I'd argue back at him do you know what I mean because I'm protecting mum do you know what I mean um but because of all of that happening like we had to kind of take some kind of steps and the last time I saw him was he I was walking home from school and he I was like crossing the road and like a side road and he parked up in front of me like he drove up in front of me like he didn't try and run me over anything (laughs) then he was like you've ruined my life I hope you're happy and that was what? the last time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was the last time I ever saw him. Oh so, my god! Okay, like, so that explains a lot of how you've yeah. been feeling. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's been so confusing because so many people will be like, "Oh my god, he loved you so much," and I'm like, I can't help but think if he really did, he wouldn't have done all of that. Yeah. So that's why I've been angry. Like I've been angry with him and and not yeah I wouldn't really class him as he's my father but I wouldn't really class him as my dad I'd class yeah. my uncles as my dad and I've, I say that all the time mm-hmm. do you know what I mean mm-hmm. they they brought me up but he didn't so it's been such a confusing ride and like I was still I'm talking a lot here I'm so sorry but um like for years and years and years like even since I've been with my current boyfriend and we've been together for like six years now I still boyfriend. cry about I know <laughs> talk about it. my boyfriend <laughs> <laughs> sorry I know but he just he don't he doesn't want me to mention him on the podcast so I have to say my boyfriend oh okay yeah, oh, yeah. it's good that you told me that just now okay. <laughs> I know because you would have been like, "What's his government name? I'm gonna say his <laughs> government name." <laughs> Who you mean, such and such? <laughs> I know you would. <laughs> but, oh, oh my it. god! Oh my god! I'm laughing too hard. <laughs> but um, oh god, yeah. But I'd still get very upset about it. Like I'd I'd cry about it all the time as well. But I think it's just because I'm. I've got that mix of emotions, like confusion with very much anger, like very much angry. So yeah, it's 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 very weird. 
it, rightly so, though, because of the relationship that you had with him. But at the end of the day, emotions are emotions. And he was still your father, like you said. And yeah. he was still there, even though he wasn't there as you would want him to be. But he was still around and you knew that it was your father. And like anybody, you just don't expect to lose your parents so fast yeah. like that. Just with the click of a finger yeah 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 it's i think that's probably what it is because as humans we just don't expect to lose people we don't expect to wake up one day and they're not there yeah do you know what i mean what do you do with that do you know what i mean like how do you even unpack that like it doesn't matter how many times that you could see like not to wish it on anybody obviously but you Mm -hmm. could see so many people around you go through that kind of stuff you know and I know it will never prepare you for what happens when that happens absolutely you can never be prepared for anyone's death even if you know someone's dying a slow death you I don't think you'll ever prepare yourself on how it will make you feel like the void that they leave in your heart even if like you said you don't get on with them I think everyone has a place in your life yeah and if that person's not there there's a void whether it's a positive or a negative one there's gonna be a void yeah definitely I definitely agree with that because I don't think I'm sure you can agree I don't think any of us have been the same since my nan had passed and I'm I'm a hundred percent sure it's the same for you as well. Hundred percent, a hundred percent, and I've said it to so many people. I feel like I'm a different person. Yeah. Um, I feel like I deal with emotions differently. Um, before my nan passed, I probably wasn't that emotional at all. You'd never see yeah. me cry. Yeah. Um, yeah. <clears throat> but now I get, I, I can get emotional over the most silliest and tiniest things. And I've probably cried to, like, my friends who probably, before my nan died, never saw me really cry. I've probably cried to them so much more in this last year. Oh, And it's just crazy. (laughs) And me as a person myself, I've probably cried so much. And it's just weird because you could be absolutely fine in your day. You go by your day, you do your stuff, like you go to work and you come home, have your dinner, and then something just happens and you just yeah it just makes you feel a certain way and you just remember and like I used to share a bedroom with my nan okay yeah yeah literally since she's gone it just feels like this is her room like she should have been here she should be here and sometimes when I go to bed I'll turn around and I'll think because we had two separate beds and when I turned around at one point I could see her sleeping on her bed and now you turn around and she's not there and it's just yeah these little things leave that lasting effect on you oh yeah yeah definitely and you'll never be you'll never be okay with it I think what happens is we just learn to live with it so one of my very very close friends lost his dad and he said that to me when he lost his dad and this was before my nan passed this was when we were young and he lost his dad when we were like probably about 16 17 um and unexpectedly and every time people will ask you like how you doing how you coping with things and he was like you don't ever get over it he was like you just learn to live with it you find yes you find a new norm and that's okay yeah you don't that forget is that exactly person it. and their yeah. importance you just find a new normal way of living and you just yeah. learn how to deal with how you feel and life without them yeah that is exactly it like you couldn't put it any better like you never ever get over it because it's it's trauma at the end mm-hmm, of the day mm-hmm. do you know what I mean like you, you can't there's there's no way of like understanding unless you've been through that 100%. how that feels not to say that you know people don't want to try and help you or, or you know don't want to you know be there for you but you just I don't think you you'll ever I don't think there will be anyone that can help you get through that. No, it's it just It could time. be your partner, do you know what I mean? It could yeah. be your best friend, but I don't think anyone will allow you to feel a certain way when you're going through that or, or you know, they might divert your attention for a couple of hours. Yeah, that, yeah. But at the end of the day, when you sit down alone, it's you that has to deal with it mentally. Exactly, exactly. You have to realise and either snap out of it because I went through all the emotions when my nan passed away. I was really sad and upset, you know. I was, I even went off the rails. I was drinking loads. Yeah, yeah. Um, You know, I just drank. I'd drink on my own. 
Yeah. And I'm saying this to everybody and it doesn't matter because it's okay. And people yeah. never sit here and say, you know, oh, you're drinking randomly on your own loads. Like, I tell them to piss again, off. Another to be <laughs> like, but it happens when it happens. something massive happens in your life. You will go through these Yep. experiences so anyone that's listening if they're sitting there drinking themselves and not telling people that they're drinking like it's fine I did that but just mm-hmm. don't let the drink consume you because you need to understand that you feel these emotions and you should allow yourself to feel these emotions absolutely yeah. but there's going to be a time where you 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 know the penny drops and you think damn okay if I continue this way it's not going to be positive I need to get up and no one's going to force you to do it no one's going to encourage you to get up and change your life you yourself have to mentally do it exactly and that's a different battle yeah in itself yeah I'm glad that you kind of brought that up like the effects like the immediate kind of effects um of bereavement because that is I think that's the thing that concerns me when you know like I hear that um people who have like immediate family have passed away to Mm -hmm. like with my friends and things like that um because I did that like mm-hmm. when I was younger that like, I did that I had like sorry guys I had like a proper whole phase like when that happened I just turned into a hoe like I'm not gonna no, lie no, it's so natural it's, people it's some people normal, do yeah. that I yeah. swear if, the, if it wasn't a pandemic shortly after I probably would have been out every weekend <laughs> and doing it's God true, it's a, exactly but it's a distraction like I know I was doing that mm-hmm. because because obviously mum working and me finishing school I had like three hours when I was by myself yeah so during those three hours if I if I'm in this massive yard Mm -hmm. with no nobody to talk to I'm just going to be thinking about my nan like constantly thinking about my nan or my dad you know what I mean constantly 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 so I'd go and get attention from other people because then I wouldn't be thinking about that absolutely do you know what I mean so and we're quite vulnerable in that state yeah I feel like everybody is so you just do what your emotions are telling you to do at that moment in time it's crazy yeah. because even before my nan passed and I'll tell you that these effects were the effect of her being sick because she didn't pass suddenly although it was kind of sudden yeah she was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer in yeah. like January no in February early February and she lived for about four weeks after she came out of the hospital so about wow. five weeks in total or something like that um so although it wasn't sudden, we weren't expecting her to be diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. Yeah, that's still very speech. that's still very sudden. Five weeks, that's exactly. a month. Exactly. You know what I mean? That is still very fresh. But it was and I'll tell you this now, when we were in the hospital and she was diagnosed, it was just crazy because we were like, shit, you know, we've never had this situation no one's dealt with it and again being Asian we don't talk about cancer a lot like the older generation won't talk about it they just they think again it's a taboo subject so my mum was very much in denial like no 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 it's fine she'll get better and she I feel I swear to you she was in denial until the day she was dying like she was like no she's gonna get better there's definitely something that's gonna work like how can she have cancer and we not know about it but the way that she deteriorated it was crazy I've never seen a human body or a person just deteriorate so fast within a month or just over a month and imagine that's that person that was bringing you up you know doing everything for you and was so self-sufficient she'd never want to tell anybody that she was in pain and that was the other thing she never told anyone she was in pain I'm doing that thing where I'm telling people about my nan so much now (laughs) (laughs) babe talk like do you say whatever you want to say babe we're all listening (laughs) If any and I said if any what did I say? I said if anybody says anything oh God, about you, oh sorry, I can't repeat that, guys. But it was it wasn't nice. So don't you dare You're gonna do say anything thing. about Vinita because I will not be nice to you yeah. anyway. Carry on. You call yes on you. <laughs> I'll do it, you know. Anyway, carry on. <laughs> um, yeah, what was I saying? So. Yeah, she just deteriorated really fast and it was just like the unknown. So everyone just had to come into form and like deal with things and be there. And we didn't 
like we didn't know what to do and what to tell people and so it was like looking after my mom because she was in so much denial and so distraught about it yeah. at the same time my mom knew she had to be strong for my for her mom and be there for her yeah. last few days or weeks but my mom just didn't believe that she was only going to last a couple of weeks but the other thing was that the hospital didn't tell us a time scale they were like she could live for another six months or she could oh, really? so as it, it was literally the unknown so just imagine that's the worst thing that can happen someone just, dying yeah, yeah that's so close to you but you don't know they might die tomorrow yeah, they might die yeah, yeah. like how how is that even okay how can you just send a family home to deal with that yeah that's that is now nah, that's crazy and I remember you'd be on edge wouldn't you exactly and I remember the day we were taking her home like since she was diagnosed, I didn't cry in front of my mom. I was like, it's fine. It's going to be okay. Like, we'll deal with it. We'll take her home. And, you know, I was doing what you were saying, like trying to protect my mom, be there for her and just like get on with it. Um, so, you know, m- my mom and I would take turns staying at the hospital, bathing her. I'd, you know, put nail polish on my nan, you know, oh, get her, make yeah. her eat her dinner because then she had started losing appetite, you know, yeah. trying to make her last few weeks really comfortable and easy. Yeah. But again, we were like, we've never dealt with this. We don't know what if she does live another six months and what like this where she's able to do things for herself and she's pretty much bed bound it's crazy yeah because again you don't really want someone to be so bed bound that they can't get up themselves you you have to get people to physically get up for you because that's yeah they lose their independence yeah deteriorating yeah. that bad but luckily and at the same time i do say it's a good thing that she did pass before she got to a stage where we were doing everything for her Mm, like she was still and her last few days of being alive trying to attempt to get up herself and go to the toilet herself I feel like our kind of nuns they're so proud like they're probably like tough like tough back nuns and they like like, don't tell me that you know I can't do it I'm gonna go do it yeah yeah do it for myself you don't need to like she would never tell us she was in pain and I think that's what made it unbelievable that she had cancer at such a last stage because she never mentioned that she was in pain ever so I think that's why we all find found it very surprising but like I said bringing her home is like the unknown and the day we were bringing her home I just broke down in front of the nurses and like they took me into their little nurse's little cabin and they were like, oh my God, why are you breaking down? Like, don't do, you've been so strong and you've been so like good. And, you know, yeah. if everyone or anyone gets a granddaughter like you, they'd be so happy and proud. And that oh. just makes you feel even it was worse. worse. <laughs> <laughs> they're like throwing you compliments yeah. and you're just like. <laughs> yeah, I know that one. Literally like bawling. Yeah. <laughs> Not even taking a piss. I was bawling. Oh, no. And then I think my mom realised at that point that something happened because we all rushed. Like, there was three nurses and me just rushed, rushed to the room. Okay. And my mom came in and then my mom started crying because at that point, that was the first time she saw me cry throughout the whole time. And she was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Uh, if she wasn't here, she's taking care of everything. And again, I started crying even more because my oh, mom's saying it now. God. And it was <laughs> the worst thing in the world. But I'm basically taking home my nan who's dying and I'm not a doctor, yeah. I'm not a specialist. How do I know she's going to die? Like, yeah, yeah, you yeah. Supposed, how are you supposed to prepare for it? Like, how do you know she's going to die? Like, what is the last thing a human body does when they die? Like, these things you had to research, I had to look yeah. up on it. Me and my sister joined, like, a pancreatic Facebook group, and we looked at that and read that every single day about how, you know, what to do to help people um, and reduce the pain and what to do in their last few weeks and how do you know that it's their last couple of days because a, a human body changes and you're not able to, like, breathe a certain way and there's, like, certain things that happens. Yeah. Um, and those signs we had to look out for. But we, if we if we didn't have that Facebook group and we didn't know what was going on, we didn't research, we would never know, like... We wouldn't have known that she was passing. Yeah. Oh, God, it was that, crazy. That was so, horrible. so it's like, it's, it's it's just unbelievable. Like, the even before she passed, that's what I was initially saying, the effects were bizarre. Like, I, I would go to work, come home, and I'd look after my nan, and then my, me and my mum would take it in turns to sleep downstairs, yeah. but because I was working, because I couldn't not go back into work, because it was the unknown, it was like, we don't yeah. know how long we've got her at home for, I can't be out of work for another for six months, if she does yeah. live six months, Yeah. so I went back to work, and literally within like 
two weeks or three weeks of me starting work, that's when she passed. Oh, God, yeah. I remember and that's when that. I started my new job, remember? Yeah, yeah. I, remember I left that. the old one. Oh, God. It's such a horrible time as well because it's like there's so many things that can just make that situation worse because. You know, you need you need all the support around you. And that doesn't necessarily mean, like, somebody being like, oh, do you want me to do anything? Like, just tell me anything that you need. It's like work as well. Like, 100%. work needs to support you because having that additional stress from a third party when it, well, yeah. it's literally your family, like, your fa- regardless of who, like, I'm my mom said to me the other day she was like don't talk about work on your podcast but I'm gonna do it because it's it's universal nothing comes before your family nothing 100% 100%. do you know what I mean and when when work don't support you in the way that they should do yeah that's that's dead like that is that's that's all along it was such a weird time because I was transitioning into a new role anyway obviously my nan got diagnosed and whatsoever but because I was transitioning into a new role and I only had what another week left in the old place, mm. you know, they just did not help. They did not make it a smooth transition. They didn't try to support. It was just felt like there was no work-life balance. They just weren't empathetic about it. And yeah. I'm so glad that I, I just left and, yeah. you know, it happened the way it happened like I got you know I got really depressed and stressed out because I was like I can't come into work yeah I can't, yeah. can't be putting in an end of life plan in the hospital in the day and then come yeah. to work and act like oh yeah can we just fine. jump on a call with a client and be okay about it I know like, it's not okay it's not and then I'm so glad where I joined now um they'd been really they were helped they were so helpful. They let me push my start date back two weeks. They were like, look, this is very important and it's immediate family. And, you know, family comes first. Like, you don't worry about start date. You take as much time as you want. Is two weeks enough? And I was like, yeah, yeah, it's fine. Like, I'll start after that. And even when I started, my manager was an absolute gentleman. He was like a, a proper star. Aww. He was like, listen, if you need to go attend appointments or you, you get a call and she's not well and you need to go just get up and go like tell me afterwards like don't worry about it and then oh, even when she funny. passed like he was so lovely he was like look bereavement policies like are so many days but with under manager discretion I can give you more days and he was like you know what don't worry about it I'll give you the whole full amount like just take as much time as you need and I was only there for what two weeks and just See, that's what again. you need that is definitely what you need that's support do you know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. Like being able, like, because everybody grieves in different ways. Do you know 100%. what I mean? Some people would be would feel better to throw themselves into work, mm-hmm. but not a lot of people are like that. Do you know? Yeah. What I mean? People need time to to digest what's actually bloody happened. Like, it's a mad a mad thing it is crazy but then yeah. I felt really bad because I'd started a new role and two weeks later I'm off again so after like two days I went back into work and they were like why are you even here you shouldn't be and I was like yeah. fine and I was there trying to on the phone in and out of the office trying to sort out like the funeral and stuff and um they were just like why don't you go home and I was like no because if I go home I'm just gonna think about it and I just don't want it I don't oh, want to be in that yeah. home and she's not yeah. there and it's yeah. just gonna feel weird yeah yeah I definitely understand that I definitely understand that some again like you do need to kind of distract yourself um but one thing that I did want to ask I know that obviously it's quite soon because you know it's it's been a year for you but have you this is going to sound like a really weird question but (laughs) have you like developed anything that any kind of feelings or fears or anything like that since your nan had passed that you're you might be struggling to shake so it's a good question I'm just thinking when I when she initially passed I found it very difficult to sleep in my room okay yeah. because there was a certain routine that I had so I'd listen to like I'd met I'd put on sleep meditation like guide meditation for a good yeah. bed um and for like at least six to nine months I couldn't listen to sleep meditations Really? I couldn't, it wouldn't let me go to sleep. It just made me feel awful. Like I couldn't rest. Oh God. And that was ridiculous. And even now, like I don't listen to sleep meditations a lot. I just, I try not to because 
although it's supposed to help and sometimes when I do listen to it when I really need to then it does help me but again it just makes me feel like I'm in that that time period of my life where my nan was there as well yeah yeah. even though we weren't doing it together but it kind of felt like she was there at that point but she's not though that I understand that though because that's it was a routine because obviously your nan would have been there Mm -hmm. so you're gonna you're definitely gonna associate that with a routine that your nan was maybe not intentionally but she was a part of so Mm -hmm. I definitely understand that but that's that's hard Apart from that, I don't think there's anything that I haven't, I'm not trying, I'm trying to like shake off. I think Mm. my view on life and what I want Mm. from life has changed and Mm. I'm much more emotional with my decisions. And I don't know if that's a good Mm. thing. So when I think about like what I want from life, I just want everyone around me to be okay. I want to be there when they need me to be there. And if, if this experience is taught me anything it's you know you just don't know when people are gonna go so don't be mean be kind and I know we always hear it with like mental health being such a big thing as well but honestly it's a massive thing and you you know how you said that you know the last thing that your dad said to you wasn't something great but it it will stay with you what you say to people so don't ever leave things on a bad note like always be positive yeah and it's really brought my mom and my sister and me so much more closer like yeah and it's really made me value the elder lot a lot more like yeah older people when I see them like naturally I used to love them anyway because I live with my nan I always loved old like like people's grandparents yeah yeah I used to love having a chat with them but now if I see someone that's being very disrespectful to their grandparents or not dealing with the way that they need to deal with it mm-hmm. it really grates on me I'm just like you're not don't do that and even with their parents like people that are so much younger who want who don't want to spend time with their family and it might be for loads of other reasons but if you don't have reason apart from the fact that they don't watch the tv that I want to watch that really grates on me yeah yeah because I it's understand like, they ain't gonna be here forever and they get yeah. as much as you're getting older they're getting older too but not in yeah. a good way we're getting <laughs> yeah because we're still in our lives yeah, yeah older because theirs is gonna end soon so that's so morbid (laughs) why don't you just go sit down and watch it they'll in they'll actually feel so much happier if you said oh I'm just gonna come and chill with you and watch tv with you yeah yeah it I I I feel the same way when like I see people disrespecting their parents like I remember one time yeah um my friend who I'm not massively close with anymore (laughs) she was like she said that she had like a disagreement with her mom and I was like but you you were wrong there and she got so pissed off with me but I was like no I'm sorry (laughs) no I'm not watching anybody disrespecting anybody's mom unless the mom is not a good mom and obviously it's not any of our business but nah not on my watch no we're not doing that there's a a respect barrier that we shouldn't cross yeah I agree there and this might just be me and the way I am but I just feel like a lot of the time you need to earn your respect 100%. If you're going to be respectful to me, then I'll be respectful back and vice versa. Do you know what I mean? It works like that with a lot of people. But I feel like with your parents, they're in this routine of life that will be different to me because my family, are, my parents are from India. Mm. So them coming here to the UK, they've had to make a big adjustment. Yeah, and yeah. then I've been brought, born here and brought up here. Mm. and for me I probably haven't needed to adjust as much as they have so they still have probably a little bit backward views or want to do things in a certain way which I won't agree on but I understand we can all have our viewpoint but don't force them to agree with you because they're at an age where they ain't gonna go out now and change their life if they're 60 plus they're gonna go out there and start doing other things that just because you've told them to do it Mm, yeah like just let them live their life now like, yeah that's yeah how they feel you don't necessarily have to agree with it but don't argue with them like I just don't feel like you need to argue yeah I agree I, like, definitely, I remember there used short. to be times when my nan used to be like oh you're going out drinking don't come home late don't stay out late and I used to be like whatever 
Yeah. And now I really feel like, shit, man, maybe I should have been kind to her because she had a view in life that I yeah. didn't agree with. But maybe, you know, maybe I should have just been like, no, it's okay. And just laughed it off instead of just being like, yeah. oh, whatever. Don't yeah, yeah. I'm coming out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely agree. Like, obviously, when we're younger, your parents are going to see things happening that you are just not going to see yet because you don't have that life experience. Mm-hmm. And I, I can see like certain things that, like my mom's always said to me that she can see certain things that my nan would have said to her. She understands it now. And the same thing, luckily, like I can see some of the things that my mom has said to me that I can see why she said it now. But back then I was like, Joe, you don't know. No, no, no. Exactly. Yeah, I know. But I think that's just like a young thing. Like, that's just... But some adults still do it and it grates on me because I'm just <laughs> like, you know, when your parents die, you're going to realise. Oh my God, really? And if they were again, you should just let them be. And let them oh my God. Jeez Louise. Okay. <laughs> well, hopefully you don't say that to them. You don't want your parents to die, yeah? <laughs> Sometimes I do go. Yeah, I'm, I'm not surprised actually. I'm not, I'm you know not what I'm like. Yeah, I do. And then it's people right, just become <laughs> morbid little shit. But I'm not. No, it's just reality. Like, it is just reality. I honestly feel like... That saying where they say you don't know what you've got until you've lost it or whatever the words 100% are. 100% true. It, Definitely it, true. It resonates with me so well now because yeah. you honestly don't know what you have until you lose it. Yeah. And that's the thing. That's why I asked you that question because I'm ever since like all of my events, um, I've been, this is going to sound weird as hell. <laughs> I am not... I do not need to be sectioned. I'm just saying that. I'm making notes. (laughs) (laughs) But um, like, I'm really scared of death now. Like, I'm like terrified of death now. Mm -hmm. And it's like I think about it like every single day. Like, it's so weird. And ever ever since then, like, Mm -hmm. I've thought about death, and it's not. I can think about the closest people to me dying me dying like that's what I'm thinking about every day and it's not like oh it's not like a it's not like I'm manifesting it yeah. I'm just I'm just shitting myself because, because I know you it's know gonna it, happen yeah you know right it's I gonna mean. happen you know you've you've been there before yeah and you know the feelings are gonna yeah, erupt yeah. again I totally yeah. get that 100 percent, and I think that's part of why I'm so much more nicer as a person, probably to my just parents like, and my mom, because you I used to terrible tell, before, babe. No, but I tell my mom <laughs> off on loads of things, and I used to be like, "You're so you're not you." you we used to disagree a lot, but now yeah. I'm like, you know what? You have it your way, and I totally get that. And I just don't want, I don't want to feel like when she dies, and I'm, I might die before her. Who knows? But I don't want to feel like when she dies, that shit. I should have been nicer to her. You know yeah I mean? yeah in your last moments or her last moments yeah. are it should have been nicer but yeah I I definitely I definitely understand that because like I I <laughs> again I'm not mad <laughs> but, just think like, about death daily <laughs> I just think about death daily you know normal things <laughs> um but if say for example yeah and to be honest it could actually you could actually do it as well like you Vanessa okay if you tell me and this is exactly how it goes. I'm not crazy. If you tell me, uh, oh, Yaz, I'm going to come, I'm going to come around to your house for six o'clock. Mm-hmm. And if I don't, if you're late, and when I say late, I mean like you're like two hours late and you don't text me, you don't call it, call me. I'm just going to think you're dead, like oh. straight away. And I'll go into like, like, it's not even like, I will say pretty dark stuff as a joke, but I'm not even joking. Like this, I will go into serious. Yeah, yeah. I will start hysterically crying. Like I remember one time, yeah, at a big age, I was an adult. (laughs) This is very important to the story. I was an adult. Um, What kind of adult? Like I was like twenties or your early teens. Like I was like twenty four. I was like twenty four. Okay, so yeah, you're an adult. Okay, yeah, I was. I had. I had. I had sense. my mom said that she was going to Tesco and then she went to her friend's house who lived round the corner from my mom's house mm-hmm. um and she left her phone at home oh, dear. I was going fucking 
mental. I I walked. Oh my god. I walked so like say I say to the village by my mom's house it's about maybe a, maybe a mile. Okay. Maybe a mile. So I walked to the Tesco which was on the way to the village and I looked in the Tesco to see if she was there. I went into the Tesco to see if she was there. Oh my she wasn't god. there. Bless you. I walked down to the village and I was scanning the roads because I couldn't see her, couldn't see her, couldn't see her. Oh I went to the village, yeah. went to the train station. And this is what I'm saying. Like it has, and this, this is, I don't do it as much anymore, mm-hmm. but I think it's just because the people closest to me, it's not like, a, it's not like a prerequisite to being my friend or being like close to me or anything. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I think it's just because they've seen how I literally go ape shit. Like mm-hmm. I his, I was walking a big old Hampstead road, like barley my eyes out because oh I couldn't God. find her. Yeah, Literally. like yeah, yeah, it was crazy. I can but I do... imagine you doing that as well. Yeah, <laughs> why? <laughs> I know I did it, but because <laughs> I just know how much your mom means to you. Yeah, like and imagine it's... you doing that. You're quite yeah. an emotional person. Not like a you don't just randomly start crying type of emotional. Yeah, I am. I'm not even gonna because people would always say people kind of associate. I think being emotional is a negative thing, but I don't. Yeah. I'm trying to force myself to believe it's like it's not negative. Do you know it's what not I mean? negative at all I'm so much more emotional and I feel like I am so much more in sync with my emotions how I feel since yeah, my yeah. Nan passed. but before that no one that close to like my immediate family had passed away I probably would, would have thought about death and just shrugged it off a little bit exactly and honestly I did the same thing mm-hmm. but right and disclaimer anybody anybody comes for Vinny anybody comes for my mum you're having it <sighs> yeah it. Anyway, that's it. It's not my mom's fault. Do you know what I mean? It's not my mom's fault. Like normal, it's a normal thing. Like I've left the house and left my phone at home before. Do you know what I mean? It's a normal thing to do. But I think because I've, I, I was just so like, this is gonna sound so emo, but I was so broken from the bereavement. Mm -hmm. Like me thinking, like my friend, like like my closest friends. Like, even honest to God, if you did it, I, w- I wouldn't be like walking up and down Albury, like, oh my God, where is she? But I would be like, where the fuck is she? Like, I really would. Do you know what I mean? That's but mad, I, isn't it? It's just I, mad yeah, how the experience can make you feel and trigger certain, yeah, like emotions and yeah, actions yeah. in you. It's mad. Yeah. It's and it's absolutely- crazy how you feel like that. But I feel, I like, it doesn't affect me like that, but it affects me in a different way and in a more in a more, yeah. in a more emotional way. Like I'm saying, like I'm very much more connected to my emotions. I very mm. much more value life with everyone that's in there and stuff. Yeah. I'm not saying that you don't, but I just feel like with our own experiences, it's a different, it's a different, different. It's yeah, different. It different. It's, it's it a different, different emotion for everybody, yeah. and it's just mad, isn't it? It's, it's, yeah, it's so crazy. crazy. It's so crazy because there's so many people, like I know a, a good chunk of people who have lost somebody who has been in their immediate family. And mm-hmm. I don't I don't really like to pry, but I do kind of like to make it known that if you need to like ball and like proper exactly. cry and everything, you can come to me because I will have some understanding of what you're going through. Mm-hmm. But it's still kind of hard for me to... I sound so bad, but it's still kind of hard for me to be there for people. I still don't know what to say when somebody says, oh, this person passed away. I, I, I still kind of struggle with that. So do you do you struggle no, with that as well? No, no, I was just about to say, I don't think there's anything we can say to anybody yeah. going through that, that will make them feel better. Mm. And it's lovely that people sit there, because I will sit there and say that too, like if you need anything or just you know where I am, mm. like just let me know. But mm. the only thing that I say is like, just ring me and cry. I'll just stay silent. I won't even need to say anything. Yeah. Just ring me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's so much more helpful than people, than you would probably even understand not you yeah. personally but like anybody would probably absolutely because it's not words that you need at that moment in time I feel like anything that anyone says is not going to make you feel any better you just it's not going to bring them cry. back exactly yeah. want to cry like I remember um when my nan like when we found out from my nan my nan was diagnosed with um her cancer and we needed to go get her some more clothes or something um mm. from home and then I went home but then 
I needed a nip to Asda as well. And then my brother was like, oh, should I come with you? And earlier on, the whole family had had a, a big drama because the word got out that my nan was sick and our extended family found out way too soon than we wanted. And then we were all trying to get to the bottom of who was it that said it and, you know, why is why people were, like, ringing the house? Like, we're not mm. here at the hospital. There's so much going on. Just they need to give us time to, like, consume this information. They can't be coming to the house right now, blah, mm. blah, blah. And then I remember all that just got so overwhelming. Mm. I literally was like, I need to go to Asda and then I'm going back to the hospital and you like carry on. And my brother was like, shall I come with you? And I was like, no, I'm fine. He was like, why? And I was like, it's fine. I'm just going to Asda and I'm going to hospital. I'm going to have to come drop you off. And I don't want to do that. So he's like, okay, that's fine. And honest to God, yes, yeah, I'm not lying. The whole way to Asda, I just bawled. Like I was oh. sobbing like proper like I don't even want hysterically crying like there was oh, noise babe. I'm not lying oh god <laughs> yeah I can I can definitely imagine it was it's just mad because I nobody was there and I didn't want to speak to anybody I didn't want anyone to see me I just wanted to cry mm, yeah sometimes you need that though like I think the the one thing I would probably say as advice to people if if this is if they've freshly obviously because of the times that we're in sadly mm-hmm. like fresh freshly experienced this is don't try and fight it like don't try and hold it in 100% because it will come out a different way like guaranteed it will and I can say that from experience because like mm-hmm. I say it's yeah. not obviously their fault or anything like that but because I was trying to support my family and don't get it twisted like I still got upset but because I was trying to support my family and you know be there for them it came out a different way like 10 years later do you know what I mean I got very just spoke about that as well yeah you know you you feel different you do different things you bottle Mm. it up and you want to just forget about it and it comes out differently it really really does because like I've got I'm I'm a bit rank at at the best of times anyway Mm -hmm. like but only if like if if you say something rank to me I will be like okay I'm going to make you cry now like I'm not, I will I will try my best to put, I'm not I'm not I'm not like that so I'd be yeah. like really angry like yeah. there was a period of time where I was just so vexed like and I was like you want to fight let's go I have a fight with it do you know what I mean I was yeah. vexed all the time but I know that naturally I'm not like that like if you were to approach me you wouldn't think, oh shit, she's gonna fucking deck me or anything like that. I wouldn't 100%, do that. Generally. No, naturally, you're so lovely. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Well, um, <laughs> you know. Well, yeah, that's that's how I like. I was like that at like first meeting. I was like, what the fuck do you want? Mm-hmm, do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? I was very like rude and abrasive and all that kind of stuff. I'm not naturally like that, so it really mm-hmm. does come out in a different way. And it's not just about how you appear to other people. It's about how you feel inside as well. Mm-hmm. So me like without getting too deep because you know we're gonna have to wrap this up soon um but um I I've got like I've got a fear of like abandonment so Mm -hmm. I don't like I don't like obviously people leaving because obviously Mm -hmm. but I also don't like them to be the one to leave me so if I get a whiff of like yeah you're not you're about to you're about to do one I'll be like yeah I'm not talking to you anymore block oh <laughs> do you know God, what I mean mad. yeah it's it's so insane. crazy yeah definitely but it's protection because I feel like because I'm in control I don't feel hurt I don't feel abandoned Absolutely. I don't feel upset because okay. I made the cut do you know what I mean yeah so like I say like that's just an example I've given everybody everybody bloody knows everything about me now but <laughs> I'm you both. yeah I know but it does come out in different ways so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. listeners everybody I would say if god forbid it doesn't happen anytime soon but if it does happen don't hold it in because trust me it will come out a different way 100 percent no, I agree. And I feel like uh, in this whole episode, we've covered off so many things. I've really enjoyed it, talking to you about this. Exactly, about how it makes you feel and yeah. you know how it can come out. And it's okay, whatever you're going through and what you're feeling. Like, if you don't want to speak to anybody, it's fine. Like, just don't let it consume you. That would be my yeah. biggest thing. Like, at one point, you will need to get up and move on with life. And you won't. it won't be that you're okay with it. You'll just learn your new norm. Yeah. 
100% I definitely agree but on that note even though this is I really love talking to you about this even though it's a horrible subject but I know but we've made it a like really, broken between yeah. I don't know <laughs> how everyone's going to feel about that I know. Well, if you don't laugh, you'll bloody cry, wouldn't you? But exactly. We're going to have today. people listening, crying and laughing at some oh, time. God. <laughs> if I made you cry, please, I'm sorry. <laughs> but yeah, we're going to wrap it up. But thank you so much, Vinita, for joining me on the show. And thank you so much for being so open and, and transparent about your experiences and how you feel and stuff. I really, really appreciate it. The pleasure is all mine. I've loved it. Again, talking to you normally daily when we're not even doing this episode or a podcast it's always a laugh and it's always great and I feel so comfortable you've definitely made it a comfortable episode as well so oh I love thank you. you for having me <laughs> no problem no problem I will speak to you very soon 100% I'll speak to you soon babe take care all right then you too bye, bye.